Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Eating While Broke. I'm your host, Colleen Witt, and today we have a very special guest, entrepreneur, founder of Coffee Del Mundo. Did I say it right? Coffee Del 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 Mundo. Mundo. John Kennard's in the building, and this is all the way in South LA. So we have a Black-owned coffee business. So this is very unique. I don't actually drink coffee, but today I'm going to drink coffee. That's right. I'm going to test a cold brew before I even pass him over to the dish he's about to cook us. Let's just do a test. This is the Coco Blanco. Cacao Blanco, my favorite one. Cacao Blanco. So fun fact, I actually don't drink coffee. And if I do, I usually mix it with hot chocolate. And then usually I get the jitters and I start to think I'm going to have a panic attack. Um, it's weird. I don't know why I react to coffee like that. So let's test it. And I'm not a coffee fan. So if, 
if I make a certain face, it's because I'm genuinely not a coffee fan. So it doesn't mean you should be taking my advice on coffee. You should not take my advice on coffee at all. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Hot chocolate, yes. I've even mixed. I mixed vanilla. Well, this is a white chocolate coffee, so maybe you'll enjoy. Yes. And I'm only going to drink a little bit because we don't need me bouncing off the walls. I can mess with this. Okay. It has a little bit of a coffee taste. It definitely has a coffee taste, which is good for coffee drinkers, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I ain't gonna front. I could probably kill this whole thing. I could probably drink this whole thing, but will I get the jitters? You will. This is like two servings in one, and for you, that may be like three servings. So that means, co- what is coffee made? Uh, caffeine, right? Caffeine content. Yeah, cold brew is three times stronger than espresso. So... A third of that is like one cup of coffee. Okay, you need to have, this is delicious. <laughs> I ain't gonna run, this is actually delicious. I would drink this whole thing and probably end up in the hospital, right? Yeah, if you're like caffeine me. sensitive, you bet, you bet. I'm not gonna lie, this is so easy to drink. Yeah, it's made with oat milk, white chocolate, and coconut condensed milk with our Nicaraguan cold brew. This is actually, this is really delicious. I'm low-key surprised how delicious this is. And it's plant-based, 100%. So it's good for you now and later. <laughs> yeah, this is... So you you should probably take this from me because... Can, how much can I drink without getting the jitters? Uh, You you know, probably to like right there. Okay. Yeah, probably to like right there. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to drink this. And then the other flavor is... It's our Cafe, Cafe de Oya. De Oya. A traditional flavor in the Latino community. Uh, made with brown sugar, cinnamon, and our Mexican cold brew. And you make this from scratch, right? Yeah, all at the shop. Wow, okay. And where's your shop located? On 7414 South Vermont Avenue. Okay. And when I was on the call with you, I don't know if you noticed, it's very discriminatory, but I I had to ask, how old are you? I'm 33. 33. I was like, you're 33? What did I say? I said, oh, I got to have you on the show. (laughs) So young black Latino man... Cute ladies. Um, <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it to help you all out. Um, and uh, you own your own coffee business, and it's award winning. It's award winning. The only black owned award winning shop in the city. Yes. And what is your broke dish? Ooh, that's a good one. So my broke dish is a spin on a traditional plate called a grenaches, uh, and I've been eating that. Since I was little, uh, because most families make it because it's just so easy, it's so cheap, it's so affordable and versatile. So that's my dish of the day. Yeah. Um. So this dish, I want to say costs, I think it was like maybe under $10. But I mean, the corn tortillas, there's so many. So I would guess you can get at least like oh, yeah. a lot out of it. Oh, yeah. So this is definitely a cheap dish, really affordable. Has um, Why don't you walk us through the ingredients? Yeah, sure. So it's made with a corn tortilla. And that's the benefit, like you said, is it comes in a, a pack. So you can make this dish the whole week. And what you do is you fry it in the oil uh, for a little bit to let it get crispy like a tostada. And then we have some traditional black beans that will be spreading on it, uh, kind of like a Mexican pizza. And then your choice of topping. So I like to add avocado, I'm dairy-free, so we got some vegan cheese along with some diced tomato, cilantro, and then at the very end, we'll add our lime and our traditional Marie Sharp Belizean habanero pepper sauce. And then you made sure to make a note that the beans had to be, what was it, refried or mashed? Mashed. And Mm -hmm. and that, so just in case y'all go out there and buy a can of beans, you may buy the wrong ones. 
that's probably what I would do. So just make sure you look for refried or mashed. Um, all right, go ahead, feed me. All right, all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off making sure our oil is hot. We turned it on a little bit and then we'll get our beans warmed. So I like to put a little bit of coconut oil, but you know, we're not in Belize today, so we're gonna have to make do and uh, warm up our beans here. So you put the coconut oil before you before, put the beans? Before, yeah, and it gives it a little more flavor because um, this dish comes from Belize and mm. that's what my mom is. And so uh, the coconut oil is a really signature taste in a Belizean dish. I like coconut flavoring and uh, like when I make a, uh, stew peas and rice. Oh yeah. Like, do you use oh, coconut milk in your rice? I use coconut as many times. Look, I put it in the coffee. I try to put as much coconut Wait, everywhere. There's coconut milk in it. Coconut condensed milk. <laughs> I thought there was oat milk. And oat milk. So the coconut condensed milk gives it that creamy texture that you experience, like mm -hmm. it. And it then so the good. oat milk just gives it that you know additional lowers that pH and gives it that creamy texture too. I'm not going to lie. Like I could see me easily drinking this whole thing, but I'm just scared about how like jittery I would get. Oh yeah. I mean, we convert people all the time, non-coffee drinkers into coffee because most people are not used to good coffee. They're used they to burnt so coffee. Good. Yeah. And this roast is super fresh at our site in South Central. So literally you're not going to get a fresher cup of cold brew coffee. I mean, this it. thing is delicious. I'm right, not going to so. lie, but I this is dangerous for someone like me because deliciousness, I suck it down fast. So, then, then it creeps up later. And so for those of you who are scared of frying or maybe have never fried something, this may be your first time checking out this broke dish. A good way to test your oil is just to put a little bit of the tortilla in there. And if it bubbles up and floats immediately, then the oil is hot enough. But if not, then you want to wait because that's really the key to a good garnachist and get that good crispiness and it's not too oily and too unhealthy for you because you, like I said I would make this with breakfast lunch dinner <laughs> <laughs> I would just fry up a whole bunch of tortillas at the beginning of the week and then just pop but them how out. do you keep them fresh there it's like a tortilla chip just in a, a ziploc bag on the counter oh but sometimes they sell it like that yeah but it ain't nothing like the thick the fresh oh, okay, okay. Fresh, and it's also more expensive just like the beans i wouldn't even do the can i like i said i would do a pot a week a big old pot of black beans you make it yourself yeah that's how you save money <laughs> you can just the canned beans are expensive wait a minute so okay i don't really deal with a lot of beans so tell me how do you make oh beans? Oh, okay so like I, said, I oh i haven't said it i come from a lineage of on my mom's side from belize of restaurant owners and, and chefs okay so with the black beans first you got to soak the beans mm -hmm. how long once, do you have to soak them for i like to do it overnight okay. and then in the next morning i start my process to cook the beans so then you turn it on let it cook a little bit then once the beans have cooked then you chop up some diced onion you put up some, a whole habanero in it uh, along with the secret ingredient, which is really hard to find around here. The only place I find it is at the Asian markets, which is called culantro. 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 We grow it in Belize and in, in all the Central American countries and see the tortilla starting to flow. So it's almost ready. Uh, but it's like a stronger tasting cilantro. Oh, okay. But you put that in there with a little bit of sazon goya, a little bit of all-purpose seasoning you sound like you could really cook oh I, I, <laughs> I don't i don't know i don't know if i'm buying it but you sound like you really oh. a chef in the kitchen and then you let that simmer <laughs> once it's done oh my gosh really amazing but you amazing. didn't add any coconut milk to your beans no oh, coconut oil well oh it's coconut yeah, oil coconut so oil, when you put the oil. beans in the pot you use coconut oil 
Right. Put a little bit of coconut oil and that just sits on the counter. I use coconut oil for everything. Eggs. So, but when you do your tortillas, are you using coconut oil or vegetable? No, no, no. You can't fry in coconut oil because the temperature to burn is too high. Okay. I mean, oh my God. So you sound low. like a chef. Yeah. You're like legit. I love it. I almost didn't go to college and went to culinary art school. Like that's that's why my business is around cooking coffee all day because I had to do something with cooking. Yeah, yeah. You know? I always say that if I if I went to school again, I would love to go to culinary school. Me too. I would love to. Me too. All okay, right. Okay, so I think our first tortilla is ready. I'm gonna do this one. We'll just put. And that then, in how there. many do you usually eat to get full? Uh, like three. Okay. Depending on how what how much I stack it up. So see how that started to. Cook real and then quick. How do we know when the tortilla is done? It's brown, golden brown, and it's um, do you crispy. have to flip it? Yep, we'll flip it eventually. Okay, it's bubbling up. Okay, okay, got a little cooking action. So, <laughs> take me back to what was going on at the time when you were making this while you were broke or struggling, or when your family was broke or struggling. You know, when I first came out here. Um, the only family, because I, I graduated from grad school and packed up my car with whatever could fit, and I just drove out here. And the only person that had space in our family out here was my aunt that lived in Paris, California. Okay. My first Wait, job, where did you graduate from? Uh, Wake Forest in North Carolina. Okay, so you came from North Carolina. You move out here to live with the auntie. Yep, and my job was in L.A. So I was driving 83 miles. Oh, back. you got a job before? You got a, got a job before, before you moved. I, yeah. And I, what were you doing? I was doing this management program for this uh, marketing company called Vantage. And so my aunt, she would make a big old pot of black beans mm -hmm. because she had her kids. You mm -hmm. know, I was there, her sons, her daughters. And then, you know, she just enjoyed cooking. So there would always be, no matter when you got there, there was always a, a good big old pot of black Be beans. Okay. And so with garnachas, it really is, you know, it doesn't take much. It's just tortilla, black beans, and whatever toppings. So even if you have picky eaters, you can, you know, make it up yourself, however you like it. But that's when I really started just making them all the time after living there because it was just so easy. So I just made my pot of black beans. If it's breakfast time, I'll make some scrambled eggs, put that on, add that on there. If it's dinner time, I'll boil some chicken, <laughs> mince it up, add that on there. Same toppings, but, you know, change up the protein depending on the time of day. And because I was hustling, working 16 hours trying to, you know, make it. Um, and this, this is for that company, easy. right? Yeah, for that company. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then so shout outs to your auntie for for really pouring the bean meals into you. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, so you you you're working. Tell me the next step of what's going on in your life. So then I ended up only doing that company for a year and started doing insurance for this union company. And that was another management program. And so did that for four years. Why do you keep saying management program like it's school? Because I just saw curious. it at school because okay. I felt like I needed I had just education. And so. What I looked for initially for my first jobs were, you know, programs that had a, a, a pathway to promotion. Mm. And so that's what this company had. And so within those four years, I ended up becoming the regional manager and seeing how much money I was making for the company. I was like, if I can make them this much money, imagine what I could go out there and do for myself. I think it's interesting, though, 
which I've never actually heard someone say before, the way you look at a job as like a learning experience or you're not just looking at it as a check, you're looking at it for much more than that. That's also why I did the insurance business specifically for that union company because, I mean, ultimately the reason I moved out here is to get into government. But I'm not from here, I don't know anything, I don't know how the people think, I don't know what people need. Mm -hmm. And so the insurance game was I was able to literally go into hundreds of homes of teachers, firefighters, police, average citizens, steel workers, um, and learn what their true needs are and learn mm-hmm. how they think, learn how much money they're making, mm-hmm. learn what they actually have in savings, putting things aside. So really getting that understanding of, of what the landscape is. So ultimately one day I could really feel confident about representing them. Okay. Because that's what Your I long-term goal was government. When you say government, what what do you mean government? Uh, ultimately, I want to change education across the U.S. federally. Uh, so potentially holding a seat in Senate to sit on that committee. Wow. Um, but that's like why I moved here um, and wanted to start my own business, because I don't believe that if you want to be in charge of this city's budget, but yet you're you independently haven't ever manage a budget like that, how can we trust you? There's mm-hmm. no proven history. Like this is a lot of money that you get to decide in an instant. So I want to, when I get into office, I want people to know that I've built my own wealth. I've managed money mm-hmm. and I can also do that if you trust me with this fund. Wow. Mm-hmm. And those are big goals. Where did you get that goal from? Uh, seeing all the injustices growing up. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee mm-hmm. and <laughs> If you know anything about Nashville, it's mostly white, black. There's not many Latinos, definitely no Belizeans. Mm -hmm. And so just going through the education system, seeing the unfairness, experiencing it, witnessing it, and then going to college for my bachelor's at the University of Tennessee, where down the street, that's where the KKK was founded. And they would still have rallies downtown in Knoxville while I was there. Wow. And And what year is that? This was 2010. (laughs) And they were still they're still having rallies, still rallies. When Obama won in 2008, they put cotton balls around the Black Cultural Center, not them specifically, but students on our campus. So it was just blatant racism. Just. And when I was there, the, the most thing that struck me the most was the fact that we were only celebrating 50 years of allowing black people to attend. Wow. I, I said, so you're telling me you've only allowed two generations of black folks to get educated here, but yet you're charging us all of this money and debt to just study? Freak. And so that really, really upset me. And so I was going to dedicate, go to law school and, and, you know, thought that was going to be my pathway. But then, you know, right at the last minute, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I know you've been practicing for the LSAT and think you're going to be an attorney, but you need to go to business school. I hadn't taken math since high school because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do nothing with math. I was going to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. That's That was my path to get into government, but ended up by the grace of God getting into Wake Forest, their business pro- management program. Some of my classmates were from Princeton, MIT. I felt like I had no idea what I was doing, never studied business in my life, uh, but I made it through thanks to some amazing uh, teachers and, and office <laughs> hours and, and peers and made it through that program, but it gave me, it really changed my life and gave me that confidence to navigate the world because okay. I, I witnessed my parents who had the desire, this talent, but they didn't know necessarily, oh, that one's a little dark, how to navigate the world. And that's where the education came in 
coupled with what I learned from seeing them and because they were both entrepreneurs and my mom had a daycare. My dad had a landscaping company, but they were never able to really scale the business and take it to a point where they could retire from it. Like, do you feel like they built the business to be like self-employed versus like building an actual organization? At, at 1000%. Even to this day, I mean, my dad still has his business and it's still basically the same same way. Like he's um, working for himself versus he has a team. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. Okay, perfect. And that's actually... I want to say that, like, kudos to your dad. Um, I think scaling and delegating work in a business is very, it's a very hard thing to do. But kudos to him just to stay in business as long as he has. Yeah, it it is a blessing because, you know, I grew up, my mom came here, you know, immigrated here from Belize illegally for a better opportunity. And they were able to do that together. Mm -hmm. And they're still married to this day, blessed with that as well. But they taught me a lot of those things. And we had a... We, we were able to have all our needs taken care of growing up. And so mm-hmm. I knew myself watching them that I knew one day I had to have my own business to get that same freedom. But I also knew that I needed the education if it was ever going to be sustainable. Nice. And that's where that business school came in and really, really changed my life, honestly. All right. And then just so you know, unless you're cooking for everybody in the studio. Oh, yeah. We, we, do we can be done. He's over here okay. cooking for a family and 10 I'm used guys. To, that's what I'm used to. Look, I'm going to eat some I ain't going to lie, though. Some, some of these, uh, you know, I'm trying to judge him hard because he looks a little too clean cut, guys. So one of his tortillas from here look like it could be a crispy burnt. <laughs> it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Mulatto. You know, you just put Chocolate. a little extra beans on those ones, you know. Yeah. So, you know, just so you know, guys, we judging. I mean, right now I see one brown tortilla. <laughs> it looked like it could be an African-American tortilla. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but all right. So. So you're in L.A. You're 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 moving up in this in this organization. What's going on? What's the next step? What is your what's your next chess move? Because you're, you're definitely playing chess. I see why you are where you're at, because you you're not playing checkers. You're playing chess right now. I like it. I'm very, very impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not that my opinion matters, <laughs> but. My opinion does matter a little bit, but yeah, no, I'm very impressed. So continue. So then with the insurance gig again, I was doing very well financially. Um, And so I was like, I can't do this no more. It's either I do something for myself, but I didn't know what it was going to be because I knew it had to be around my passions. And I love to cook. As you can see, I'm really enjoying this. Thank you for the opportunity mm-hmm. again. Uh, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. So I've traveled to so many different countries and that's how I learned about my first opportunity. Well, with coffee. So one of my friends, I always go back in December to visit my family in Belize. And so I had a friend who was from El Salvador and he goes back to visit his family. So I said, hey, next time you go, let me, we're neighbors, let, let me know and I'll just hop on plane over there and visit El Salvador, tour me around. And I didn't know his family were coffee farmers, a lineage of coffee farmers. No way. And so when I get there, you know, he's giving me a tour of his place and everything. And then, you know, start talking to his parents and learning about their coffee farm and then that it was struggling and how the whole industry was struggling. And just in general, how the wealth was being extracted through coffee because of all the bullying, like these huge conglomerates like Starbucks and, and they would and Nestle who would come in there and just tell them, hey, either you pay this rate or we're not buying from you. Good luck. And then restrict them from all the access. And so I said, you know, well, what can I do to help that? And so I packed up my suitcase with some raw coffee beans, whatever could fit. And I said, I know there's some roasters or something in L.A. I could, you know, take it to. Now, you were able to take that across the first of all, rewind. 
educate us on the bullying. Like I, I hate. So I need a. I I heard certain companies do this, but it's interesting to hear. So can you rest, restate that? Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick Six, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways, shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. 
And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, so basically, as you know, in America, when you think of coffee, you think of what? I think of Starbucks. Espresso, latte, cappuccino at Starbucks, right? And so coffee was here long before it was colonized by the Europeans and that espresso machine was ever even invented. And so a lot of the money that in the industry, when they go there, they pay them pennies on the dollar. And these folks, it takes a coffee plant four years to grow. They have to literally climb up the sides of mountains because it only grows in remote places that have a microclimate. And then they pick it by hand and have to carry it back up and down the mountain. And I've done the exact same truck. I go to the farms and work with these farmers. And then they get paid like pennies on the dollar for it. And the workers are in poverty. The farmers aren't doing as well. And I was like, so coffee industry is billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. where's the wealth being extracted? It's all here because they pay them pennies and then they go and make all the money. Mm -hmm. So I told them, I said, well, I'll pay you more. I'll pay you what you're worth and I'll I'll create a stage for your story to be showcased and for people to know coffee is not a European thing. It's a Nicaraguan thing. It's an Ethiopian thing. It's a thing of the culture that has been here way before it was introduced through the European perspective. And so that's also where Coffee Del Mundo came about because I said, if I am gonna create a company in this industry, I want to change and shift the narrative back to more of an authentic story that honors the the efforts and the hard work that goes into these things. Cause I've, I've felt it, I've done it, I've done the exact same things as them and there's no way they should be living like this when all of this money is being made in this industry. Do you have any, uh- any video or footage of of what it's like when you, you like oh yeah yeah i got tons of footage I, wow, tons of footage crazy. tons of i had my uh, apple watch on it was four miles down four miles back up i barely made it <laughs> and they're carrying 100 bag pounds of coffee like, and these guys are making they're living in poverty past me past yep and it's young <laughs> young how young 16 14 but this is where the work is they go where and they're migratory so they go where where the work is so they they don't have no rights they don't have no benefits and so and then what about the education they're not able to go to school because they're they're picking coffee and you got to pay for school so it's and that's still going on in 2023 still going on i literally left nicaragua in this in january the december and same situation. But the good thing, again, is the farmers that I work with, you know, have a little more infrastructure and we're paying them more. So that way we can help. But because the, I know my dollar helps the farmer, the land, the, the workers and my consumers here. But like the Nestle's and Starbucks, they're paying bully rates. Yeah. Yeah. They're paying bully rates and they, the quality is a lot lower. Be, 
yeah, it's, it's just terrible. So now there's a lot of more emphasis on knowing where your coffee comes from. Mm-hmm. But this is a recent shift. It's still a lot of shifting that needs to occur yeah. for this wealth to be properly distributed to those who really deserve it. It's crazy to think that you're right. I do. I would think of coffee as more of a European thing. I wouldn't even think. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, I don't know that much about coffee, but. OK, so um, school me some more. So what was uh, the next step in your story? Once you went to Salvador and you heard the story, obviously you have a lot of empathy and compassion for people. It's, it's very clear. So it moved you to what? To, to So then I came back with the beans. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went around to different roasters. None of them look like me and importers. None of them look like me. What do you mean? What, what would they look like? White people? White, all white, all white. Okay. The whole industry, even at Coffee Fest, it was all white when I went the first year. And so I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The only people that can grow this thing look like me. But then you get to America and it's a white dominated industry. And I said, this don't make sense. I said, so really, how complicated is it to roast these beans? I love to cook. I'm pretty good at it. And you don't you, judge my before, dark one over be- here. <laughs> <laughs> before you went to El Salvador and saw the coffee beans, you liked coffee. I loved coffee. I needed it. I told you I was 16 hours. I was made. Coffee was your best friend. So when you went there, I were needed you, it. when you went there and saw the farms, were you like, oh my gosh. I was. I was, <laughs> I was in awe, but also I just love exploration yeah. and learning. So to be able to learn before I went to El Salvador, I didn't really, I didn't know coffee was a cherry. It was a fruit. You're going to have to take this coffee from me because it is highly addictive. I'm telling it you. It tastes so good. Isn't it? And it's dairy free. Dairy Yo, free. I'm not even saying dairy this to, free. uh promote his business, but like, it's, it's so good. You're going to have to really take this from me because I will drink it all and be really sick later. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right. You just won't go to sleep. You'll get a lot of work done. Just plan some work. Really? Yeah. Plan your next I won't episode. Get the j- Who's jitters? your next guest? I won't get jitters. Not if you stay up. Like the shakes? <laughs> Don't I, drink more than half then. <laughs> but I do get a little shaky feeling in me when I drink coffee. Will I get that? If you drink more than half. Okay. So, if you drink more than half. Take it from me. All right. Um, this coffee is really good. I'm not going to lie, guys. You're going to have to go check it out for yourself. And I'm not a coffee drinker, but I know for sure I like this. Um, you should get... All right. So go on with your story. Sorry. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, so what does it take to roast this thing? I love to cook. So then I'm a, I'm a, very, I'm a person who loves to physically touch things and manifest things. So I know these machines are expensive. So I started Googling who sells them. And I was like, let me go see what they are. Even if I, I know I can't buy one, they're like a, buying a car. What I do you mean buying me, a car? They're like 20000 30000 Yeah. Yeah. These things are expensive because they come from Turkey. It costs like $3,000 just to get it shipped. Like these okay. things are huge and expensive. And so I went to this one manufacturer from Turkey, ended up being, I mean, they ended up being from Turkey. And so talking to the guy, he had a very thick Turkish accent and come to find out he had just got here and he's responsible to sell these machines for the entire U.S., doesn't have much experience, doesn't know much about the culture. And that's what I specialize in. So I told him, I said, hey, why don't I help you sell these things? Create a sales pitch for you, help you sell these machines. And and then I could earn a roaster, get a discount. He was like, you are the most gangster person. <laughs> My goodness. So he's like, yeah. So then the, you literally did that. Yeah. I was like, look, I can't afford it, but I know you need some help and I'm skilled at what I do and I can sell these things. So then um, ended up. Yo, entrepreneurs, are you paying attention? You just got you, you basically said, OK, I don't have the money, but I got this skill set mm-hmm. and, you know, we could work out a deal. OK, I like where you headed. So, OK, so then you work out the deal. You worked start out the deal. The owner of the company had come to the U.S. to visit. 
loved it. And he took me back. That's how I went and studied roasting because it was like, we'll pay for you to learn roasting. All I had to do was get my flight. They paid for everything else. Like I got to tour Turkey. And you sold them on hiring you. Right. And you had zero experience, but you had a sales background. I had. I, that's what I did. I taught and yeah. trained people how to do sales. Yep. And I always me. tell people in entrepreneurship, the number one skill you have to have in entrepreneurship is sales. That's it. And I, and that's why I did insurance, too, because mm-hmm. I needed to learn that skill. Mm-hmm. And I was a no salesman, especially not in these waters. You yeah. got some deep, big old sharks up in here. And so. people, it's funny because there's a stigma around salespeople. But the truth is, I tell people one of the skills that I want to teach my daughter is essential skill is sales. Yeah, you're going to you're going to have to sell. So that was one of the skills that I wanted to master first. So I read, studied and executed those d- demonstrated those skills um, with building a sales team and selling roasters successfully for for them and that's when I learned to study in roasting in Turkey so that I got that taken care of. Then I came back. And how and, long were you doing that for? Uh for like a year. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so I would go to Coffee Fest with them and then we'd help sell. And that's actually how I met my Nicaraguan farmers because they bought a machine from me um, when I was selling. I, I think we met in Portland um, when they came to the Coffee Fest or maybe it was L.A., one of these cities. Um, and so that's how I ended up meeting that farmer uh, to work with. And so fast forward, I was practic- I got my baby roaster, earned my first little baby roaster. And, um, and how much was it worth? I'm just curious. Eighty five hundred. And you earned you earned it. Basically, they let me use it as a showroom to okay. teach people because they had a lot of oh, wow. interest, uh, but they people didn't know how to use the roaster. So I was basically the kind of U.S. showroom to help teach and train. Nice. Um, and so I had the little baby roaster. And so I found a space that was a live workspace. So I had my studio in the back and I had my little warehouse in the front with my baby roaster. And for that year, I just practiced roasted, roasted. And then um, I ended up leaving the insurance game. Oh, you were still in insurance while you still, were doing all of that? Yeah, yeah, because that was just off time, you know, okay. follow up easy things on the side. And so I ended up leaving the insurance game. And um, because I did well, I had residuals. Mm-hmm. So I let my residuals come in. And then if it didn't make what I needed to take, I just go Uber for a day or two. Oh, and okay. make my balance. You a hustler. And you then the rest of the time, I just focus on building the business, like okay. the business plan, studying, roasting, labels, marketing, mm-hmm. all of those things. And um, are you a spicy eater? No. Okay. So this, a, a, this is more of a flavor, this, so. but I got to warn you, this is, it get it could get really hot, but we're just going to put a little, a little dab tiny, on it tiny, because tiny. it goes good on the avocado. He's talking about this, what do you call it? This sauce? is our pepper sauce, the Belizean habanero pepper sauce. Okay. And then it looks like a, a pizza almost, guys. Yeah, kind of like a kind of like a tostada, but it's like it's like my souped up garnaches. Very light. You get you. Get. It's not. <laughs> it, it's more for taste. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You got your water right. So, can I invite you to sit down with me and uh, Katie to come in? We're gonna throw the commercial. Okay, and we're back. And let's just sample your dish. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Before you go, you gotta get the lime. You know, it oh, ain't nothing the without the lime. Put okay. the lime on it. Get a little drizzle on there. Whoever cut these limes, they didn't cut them right, huh? It's supposed to be chunkier, huh? It's okay. You just lose, oh. use a little more muscle. That's all. Oh, oh but I'm get it in my eyes. Okay. There we go. Lime. Looks like a little pizza. I'm glad you made it all pretty. Is this the brown one? This is, you didn't give me the brown, brown they, one. They're the same. I'm just these playing. The same. The same. Just trying to make fun of them. All right. It's got the beans, the avocado, tomato, cilantro, and cheese. Here we go. So this is technically vegan. 
A lot this of times I don't eat, you know, pro like uh, meat. By the way, I have a question. Country, Country Wayne was on our show. Shout out to Country Wayne, okay? We be getting little spats off camera. But the truth is, I bought baked beans. It says vegetarian on the can. Okay? It doesn't say vegan. Wouldn't it technically be vegan? No. Why? Because of the sugar? Vegetarian just means there's no, I guess, meat in it. But vegan means it wasn't made with any animal products but, at all. Or but is there such products. thing as vegan baked beans? Yes. Fuck. Yes. We're going to cut that. But, we ain't going to share that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> We're not going to share that. with. <laughs> if you find it, let me know. But country was swearing that there's a such thing. And I was like, no, there isn't. At Whole Foods, it ain't at a regular grocery store. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Damn. I'm glad I didn't wager that. All right. Cheers. We're we going to cut that clip and just send it to his DMs. All right. Cheers, let's try this. Cheers, all right. All right, here, let's click. Hey. All right. Okay. You know what? Eating broke ain't that bad. If you creative, look. Like you said, it's under $10, and I'm eating this more than one day. I would eat this when I'm rich or not. I still do. Yo. I was knocking the way you fried these tortillas, but you did it. These are amazing. I love Thank the way you. you fried them. I'm gonna fry them just like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, that is simply wonderful. Easy too. I'm gonna be making these at home. Mm-hmm. And if you already got the tortillas fried, mm. all you do is warm up the bean in the microwave. Cause everything else is in the fridge. Easy, quick from home. You be cooking at home oh, for real? Oh, yeah, I throw down. You know what? I actually like the sauce, too. Right. It's not too hot. It's just a good type of sauce, you know? It's literally perfect. Like, someone could be broke with you. They could live yeah, in a hut with you and be fine. Trust me, all my roommates loved me because they never ate so good. They'd be like, oh, he's in the kitchen. <laughs> we chilling. Okay, and we're back. I annihilated mine. I, I'm going to have to go back to interview mode and then... I'm going to have you cook the rest of the tortillas before you leave. They're so good. Okay. Fantastic dish. 10 out of 10. One of my favorites. Really delicious. Now, back to your amazing story. One of the things I noticed about you in this whole story is you're not looking at the clock. Or are you? When I say the clock, like you're not like, I have to be this successful by this date. It seems like you're taking life on as a journey, not as a destination. Yeah, absolutely. Um when I first moved out here, it wasn't the case. I was like, I want to be a millionaire 10 years out of college. Mm -hmm. And so just experiencing life, the pandemic, and and it really allowed me to understand that really, if you are just present and operate in your purpose every day, then ultimately you will get to where you want to be. And so, you know, to come out here to L.A., I believe God gave me that vision to to say, hey, you need to be in L.A. Mm -hmm. And that's why I came here. And so I came here with an open mind, with the understanding that this is my desire. But if I'm diligent and using my gifts to serve my what I believe is my purpose, then, you know, they, God says he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so I believe there my heart is, is filled. <laughs> OK, so then after you acquire the baby roaster, mm -hmm. 
I like the name of the baby roaster. All right, you're 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 in this loft workspace. What are you doing? What's a day in the life of you? Pretty much, I would wake up, plan out my day on what research needed to be done because, again, I wanted I wasn't just building a coffee shop, which it wasn't even in. The, I wasn't even building a coffee shop. I was building an e-commerce brand, and so being as I had never done this before, I'm a super researcher and a deep analyzer. Mm-hmm. So I'd spend about my first three hours of the day doing research. Mm -hmm. And then the middle part of my day is when I would do the roasting. And so I would test out different roasts. And then the next day, if I'm not roasting, then I'm testing all of the roast, brewing it and cupping it, which is how we determine it, what kind of specialty, what kind of aromas, what kind of flavors, if it's acidic, if it's not acidic, if it has a lot of body. So I would study to get my palate up, kind of like a Sommelier so, for coffee. So if I walked in your place, would it look like a science lab? Because that's what yeah, it sounds like. It was. And it would be many cups labeled and many bags labeled, um, dates with dates, the type of roast. And then um, it's, I have scientific tools called an Agtron reader, which tells me the color of the roast and gives me a score so that I can roast specifically to that. Um, and a density measurer to measure the density of the beans. So you're not, you're not just buying beans. And when you say roasting, you mean like when they... Turn it into powder or something? That's grinding. So roasting is the coffee is actually a seed, a, a green seed, kind of like a dried white so, bean. So it doesn't look like a brown bean. No, that's the roasting. So <laughs> once I put it into the machine and cook it, depending on if I want a light, <laughs> medium or dark roast, then that's where I roast the bean. OK, so when you get it, the bean looks like what? It looks like a seed, uh, like a, uh, I would say like a green bean, uh, a pea. Oh I'm my like gosh! It's so funny because when you were talking about getting the um, the bean, the green, the coffee beans, I thought of uh, what's that fairy tale, Jack and the Beanstalk? Oh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. I was like, are they doing what? They climbing up? They coming down? Yeah, the mountains because it grows on the side of mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get them as green beans, mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there like a science, mad scientist, yeah. roasting in your place. Exactly, and that's where the skill comes in is, is figuring out what's the ideal temperature, what's the ideal time, what's the ideal airflow, what's the ideal drop temperature, um, all so of those elements. How long were you doing that part of your business? For like eight months, just studying and, and practicing. And then at this point, you're not making money off this? No. You're this just, are you giving it out to friends to test? Yeah, so I started my e-commerce site and then uh, I would try to sell the coffee, but everyone would say, well, I need to know what it tastes like. I don't know what this tastes like. Mm-hmm. And so I started to have tastings at my place mm-hmm. on the weekends. And that's where people started saying, oh, you know, this is a dope experience. You should turn this into a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's going to take so much more work, so much more money. Mm-hmm. And so just listening to the needs of the community, there's, you know, South Central, there's a food desert. And this is in South L.A. They're saying this. Yeah, this is in South L.A. There's a food desert. There's no healthy (laughs) options. There's no non, you know, good coffee outside of they had Mm 7-Eleven, you know. So I was like, okay, I think I could do this. So I moved out. Uh, did a friends and family round, raised twenty five thousand. When you say friends and family, like you went over there with a business plan and did a yep. whole presentation. I told you I spent eight months <laughs> building this business plan. So then I shared it, and I was you like, "You did eight months doing the business plan? Eight eight months practicing roasting wow. and getting the research to get my business plan." Okay, yeah. I mean, your family at this point definitely believed that you were passionate about this business and it was worth investing in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't have. Yeah, 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 yeah. My parents didn't have no money to invest, but. Yeah. Friends and fam- uh, out ex- so you, you know. did a round and they and you raised the money in trade of equity in trade of equity. Okay, so I gave up some equity of the company. 
Um, it raised twenty five thousand. Now, how long? What was that twenty five thousand supposed to cover? Because that doesn't sound like a lot of money. Right. So again, because traditional coffee shops are European style. Mm -hmm. So the reason why my business model didn't cost as much is because we were non-European. Mm -hmm. The largest expense is typically your espresso machine, which is like $18,000. Mm -hmm. We don't have that machine. We don't even serve any espresso drinks. So that took away a big chunk. Okay. And then the plumbing and the equipment needed to sustain that equipment is also expensive. So for us, we just need a drip brewer and a, a roaster, and that's it. So how that's... much time did that 25K buy you? Uh, Well, the unfortunate thing is literally two months after we opened, COVID hit. And oh. so... I, I was sick. I was sick. We all were <laughs> sick, apparently. <laughs> and, and so I oh. couldn't afford the place plus my studio downtown. Mm -hmm. But I was like, if one thing got to go, it's not going to be my dream. I'll sleep. I'll Did you move into the, to the a store? Uh, so I rented out my studio, subleased mm -hmm. my studio mm -hmm. to a student, rented an RV, parked it in the back of the shop. And from there, for the next three months, I slept in an RV in the back of my shop. And I showered at the gyms until eventually COVID after that three months got real bad where they like shut the whole world down. And then I was like, okay, I need my studio back because I can't do this no more. I need I need you, it. You didn't like the RV life anymore? I was fine with it, but because I could go shower at the gyms. I go to the gym all mm -hmm. the time. So it's Oh, but then routine. they shut down the gyms. Right. Because okay, when COVID it. got real bad, they like yeah, shut I remember the whole that. world down. And it was down. like two years. Yeah. So what was your mental state? Were you depressed at all? No, I wasn't depressed. I was... Focused? Yeah, I was focused. It happened. I believe everything happened for a reason. So it like gave me time to, again, continue working on my brand, the development of it. And how are you surviving um, the the checks from the government? The so unemployment. unemployment. Okay. So I had unemployment. And then that's when I uh, did also do my own life coaching and business coaching. Okay. And that's what led me to get a contract with the city to do coaching for them. And then eventually that's what I, I still have a contract with them now where I do business coaching. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. you're so a when I'm not wor working on my business, I'm helping, you know, people in my community who can't access that education to help them build their businesses. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that's for South L.A.? South L.A., yeah. Wow. You're a gangster. I, I use gangster as a term of endearment, just, just so you know. Um, okay. So then <laughs> throughout COVID, you survived COVID. Now you're doing the coaching during COVID. Yeah, virtually. Mm -hmm. Virtually. And then how'd you know to apply for that job? Uh, what happened is before COVID, I went to this event, this KJLH awards dinner that mm -hmm. they have and wherever location they have it, I can't remember, but the L the elevator was, um, taking forever and people, there was a line to ele elevator. So I ended up taking the stairs and nobody else was taking the stairs. But once I walked up to the top of the stairs, there was this guy standing there. He was like, Oh, you were one of the only people that took the stairs. And he ended up being the CEO of Vermont Slauson Economic Development Corporation. Is that Joe Ruzon? Joe, yeah. Joe is a mentor of mine. Shout out to Joe Shout Ruzon. out to Joe. Okay. Shout out to Joe. So Joe, Joe is... Okay. Joe was there. I'm was looking sharp. Just so you know, yeah, he dresses I'm like a, a suit. he dresses yep. like a pimp with the uh, sharp I don't like as a, a tat. He has the what do you call those cufflinks yep. and everything. He dresses mm -hmm. to the nines. Oh, regal. That's yes. my definition of Joe. Yes. Regal. Yes. And okay. So he was like, yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Joe. You know. And he said, what do you do? I said, oh, I have a 
I'm, I have a coffee business that I just opened up on Vermont. He's like, oh, you need to come on and see what resources we have for you yep. over here. Yep. And so I ended up going there. I brought my business plan. I brought some coffee. And then when the business coach met with me, they were like, who helped you do this? I said, I did it. <laughs> I said, you know, I went to school for this. He said, and he was flipping through. He was like, no, no, you need to work here. We need your help to teach people mm. to do this. And so he's like, send me your resume. And then they didn't have any openings at that time. But a year later, they when the openings came, they was like, yes, we'd love you to be one of our coaches. And so I, that's how I kind of started being a coach for them. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I had a contract with Joe before the pandemic, and then I got annihilated during the pandemic. But that's yeah. amazing. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, we okay, okay. Yeah. Shout out to Joe, because he mentors a lot of people. He does, he does. <laughs> The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Device and vehicle required.
<clears throat> okay, so all right, so after the, so now you're doing the coaching, you make it through the pandemic. What happens next? During the pandemic, to survive with all the COVID regulations, we had to start bottling our co our coffee. I had never had this in the business plan, never thought of it, but because the regulations, you couldn't serve open containers. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out. Oh, I got to bottle this. And, and at and the time, were you doing hot brew or hot cold? and cold coffee? Oh, you were doing both. Okay. Yes, but no bottling. Okay. Never thought of it. And so it, I had to, the regulation said you had to be, you know, sealed container in a way that was tamper proof so pe the mm -hmm. customers would know. And so I was like, oh, I guess I have to go to bottles. And that, the bottles took off and it literally saved my business. And to, today where it's now, the reason people know about us and like how we're growing even Everybody, to this day. when I heard about you was talking about these bottles. Oh, you got to get a bottle. You got to slide the bottles into the budget. When yeah. I say that was an actual conversation like <clears throat> order the hot brew but we got to make a way to get at least 25 bottles 24 bottles into that budget i'm like okay okay so we can't feed everybody this cold brew but it's a necessity you want to make sure the special ones get a bottle <laughs> yeah right. and uh I could see why it's highly addictive. I mean, this tastes great. And it works, too. If you got a long day, you want a healthy energy. Like, this has way less calories and sugar content than a Red Bull. Like, and it's natural. It's healthy. It's designed for our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that's what my shop is. It's 100% plant-based. Our mm -hmm. menu literally is designed for people of color. But are you vegan? I am not vegan, but I'm okay. dairy-free. Okay, I can't, yeah. So our whole menu is dairy-free, and our pastries are vegan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did see that. You didn't bring any pastries. I didn't. Do you I actually didn't. make the pastries? Or you I outsource don't. We them? outsource them. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. We work. So with then a the great bottles chef. take off, and what happens next? Then the world opens back up. We open back up, and that's how you know what really took off for but us. But how did people know about the bottled coffee though? Because you could only do deliveries during COVID. But how did you promote that you had it? Oh, uh, eventually, yeah, through advertisements online, our postings on social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. Social okay. media. We started running promotions, <laughs> did some good content, mm -hmm. made a video that advertised it, and then we had DoorDash, and then we made a website just for the bottles. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Okay. Okay. So then what happens next? So then... Um, yeah, we start getting bigger contracts. We get our first, we get our first big deal, not a deal, but our one of our first big clients, the LA Marathon, mm -hmm. and they buy the bottles for their VIP booths for some of the wow. runners. And so um, we just started getting bigger clientele. Universities uh, now, serving at this at Kaiser. Point, are you are you selling it out more wholesale rates? Because these bottles go for what six dollars a bottle. Retail, that's retail, retail. rates. But we do have uh, wholesale rates mm -hmm. um, for retail partners, mm -hmm. uh, and then. Catering orders, depending on how many bottles you get, we give discounts. Okay. And then have you, what's the farthest you ship this product out? Uh, we, we don't ship the bottles out. Um, but as far as deliveries, the farthest we've gone, um, that's a great question. We, we're yeah, pretty much local. local yeah. Local, we're pretty okay, much local. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty awesome, man. Thank you. So what's the next milestone, man? Next milestone is to move. We're a part of this development over by USC. Mm -hmm. So we'll be moving to a bigger space. Uh, now, are you moving or you're going to add another location? We're going to move. Oh, um, no. So where we're at now is just too small. And also it's it's just not the ideal situation for how we want to continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, there's this place called Baba's Vegan Cafe, which is down the street from us, not too far. Mm -hmm. So we've already been in talk with them. So we'll do a partnership and a pop-up. Okay. So we'll still have a presence. <coughs> 
right where our customers are. And then the USC would just be a little further away for us. Now, do you see yourself expanding franchise wise or do you see yourself just brick and mortar once one store at a time? Uh, definitely fran franchise. When I built the business, I wanted it to be built in a way that I could align with many other people mm -hmm. to one impact their communities because our menu again is a very healthy conscious mm -hmm. menu uh, but also impact people who have the same values and so with this business model it's, it's low overhead we've already um, got the supply chain down so it's really just you serving our recipes because it's no high skill you don't need a barista mm -hmm. but do you still need a baby roaster no we'll do all the roasting oh we'll so still you do, do all the roasting you, yeah okay. so we also roast for other coffee shops too mm -hmm. oh, really like yeah who? so we have wholesale that we roast for mm -hmm. but we're not expanding uh, that line of business just because that's that's our niche is we have these rare coffees that no one else has mm -hmm. um wait you, so you said you're not wholesaling that we have we have wholesale we roast for four shops right now okay um are they hate to sound racist but are they european no, they're European style. Yeah. Okay. Every coffee shop in America besides us is European style. Okay. So you're the only one that's not. World's first. And the thing that separates you from a European style is what? We do not serve any European style drinks. So the European model is based on the espresso machine. So everything mm -hmm. comes from there. Even names of the drinks are Italian. But for us, we don't even have that machine. So you'll get a variety of single origin coffees. You'll know who's the farmer, where it comes from, the unique flavors. Is that what the QR code is for? Exactly. You scan it and it tells you all about it. So it's your boarding pass. That's our theme. Wow. Is that, and that's why it says LAX to NIC. To Nicaragua. Dang. You're amazing. I love that you honor the history. Absolutely. And you remind our people. Yeah. You know, you really respect the culture. That's what it's about because, uh, you know, experiencing, you know, my life growing up in Tennessee and, and, and it's like I see so many elements where our stories and narratives are erased. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the one to help bring that back. Yeah, it's important. And how did you know how to price the drinks? Um, well, one, uh, how much it cost me. And then two, just looking at the market. And with our drinks, they really should be about $8, 7 to $8 a bottle. But because I know in our community they can't afford <laughs> that, they're at $6. And, of course, they can also get a discount if they're part of our membership. Okay, okay. Yeah, I noticed that in the black community when it comes to businesses i noticed that the prices are a little bit higher and i can't figure out why i i was thinking it's because maybe they're not ordering in a bulk enough capacity yeah i mean that that's also the case but you know when i built this business and decided it was going to be in south central i knew i was building i wanted to build something in my community for my community and show my community that we can do something for us and it be profitable so I knew that initially in order for us to become profitable and to grow, that my revenue could not just be dependent on that location. We don't even have good parking. We're right beside a hotel. Mm -hmm. Does the hotel the do hotel. business? Um, do they do business with you? No, not at all. This is one of them sketchy hotels that you okay, okay, got, that has got other it. types of customers. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> and so most of our business comes from the wholesale and the bottles and the catering. Yo, it's an honor to have you on the show, straight up. Like, it's such it's an, an honor. honor to be here. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give to someone trying to be in your shoes? I would say to really seek out a relationship with God. Um, throughout my life, 
that's the consistent thing that's been the driving factor. Um, people always ask me, you know, why are you in South Central? What you, why'd you pick there? I say, you know, the short answer is God. You know, some people consider themselves missionaries and have to go across the world to go serve all these other places. But I'm like, you know, God sent me right here to help my community, people who look like me, people where I could go outside and see Belizean flags in people's cars, you yeah. know. And, and so you have to believe in something. Mm -hmm. And that's really the answer is to believe in something. For me, it's God. And, and that's my beliefs. But for you and the listeners, you have to pick something. Going out there in the world and not believing in anything, then what happens is you... It, eventually get anchored to things that you shouldn't. Because, like distractions, right? Yeah, yeah. And based, and those are usually based on your emotions. What feels good right now may not feel good tomorrow. But if I know ultimately that this is my purpose and this is why I'm here and what I'm built to do as a creative, born in the image of my creator, then I have a little more peace through those highs and lows. Wow. I feel like uh, every time I do an interview, that is the most consistent message around on everyone on my show, everyone that's successful. God is literally the number one ingredient on everyone's list. They're not crazy. You know, it, yes, it's the common denominator when you're cut from a different cloth and you're not you're doing things that are typically trailblazing or, you know, you're you're literally deciding I'm going to take a more difficult path every day. That's what you decide. You're deciding I'm going to go do something that's specifically catered for me. And that's tough. And so through experience, whether you believe in God in the beginnings of your journey or later on, you develop a relationship with God. It's going to happen. And even with these successful folks, eventually you start to see them honoring and giving glory to God. Because at the end of the day, once you make money and you feel like you checked off the things on your list, it's always that question of, well, what really is next? Why am I here then? I already did the things I thought I was here for. What's beyond that? And that's where that relationship really becomes transparent. All right. And then my next question is, what does a relationship with God look like for people that have never or don't have a relationship with God? I would say vulnerability. A lot of times we as human beings put up a lot of walls because we have to meet all these other human beings and we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be misinterpreted. And so we oftentimes that's how we treat God, too, because we're talking about him as if he's a person. So it's just a natural response to treat him as I've been treating all these other people. But ultimately, you have to realize that God is nothing like humans and anyone you've experienced. And so you really have to seek him for what you really want and need. And sometimes initially you may not know what that is. And then a situation occurs and it just makes it very clear. Like I said, I didn't I didn't think I was going to get into coffee. Psh, if you would asked me 10 years ago what I was doing, I would have said I, I was going to be the best litigator <laughs> out there, you know, in getting helping everybody. But look where I'm at now. And it's because I was able to really lean into what God, when God told me to turn left, I didn't turn right. I, I said, okay, God, even though I think I'm supposed to be turning right, you said left. Uh, I don't see no path. It's not lit, but we're going to turn. And you just got to keep going. And then how much self-doubt did you have on this journey? Like how much on, like if you had to be completely real, like how much self-doubt? I mean, I've met some people that say, they didn't have any self-doubt, but I'm curious for you, like, was there self-doubt? Was there moments where you questioned or all you the shaking? time, all the time, every day, because it's not like 
my life is consistent with, with comfort. Mm-hmm. It's consistent with change. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly having to face decisions that are typically a lot bigger impact than I've had to do in the past. Mm-hmm. Now that my business is more successful, we're getting more exposure. And so even, you know, this past week, working on this project to move and it's going to be three times the space, three times the rent, three times the employees, like all of these factors that I've never done before, it produces that doubt because I haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing is, you know, that doubt is looked at and then it's set up on the shelf. And then I pull out that faith and move forward with that. All right, guys, uh, that wraps up our interview with John. John, how can people keep up with you? You can you could you could talk straight to the camera. OK, right people can follow me on Instagram. Hustle to create. That's my tag. I believe we were all born to create. So we should be hustling to create, not to consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that's where you'll find if you go to hustle to create dot com, you can find my life coaching and business coaching services as well. OK. And then one last thing. I always I have this discussion with my cousin a lot, Trevor. Um I always say you don't want to get too comfortable. You don't want to get fall in love with complacency. And I'm a firm believer, like, you know, my company's called Famous Failure. Like, I'm a firm believer that you just really got comfortable. You have to kind of almost be comfortable with failure and challenges and being uncomfortable. Has there ever been a position amongst this journey where you chose comfort over or complacency over the latter? And what was that thing that said, "Uh uh-uh, don't? bounce back? I would say when I was doing the insurance game, I got real good at what I was doing. I got real comfortable with the money I was making. And really, if I didn't leave that company, I would have probably just been doing the same thing over and over. And so that was a real big moment for me where I said, I got to get out of this. If I don't make a decision now, the trajectory of my life is not going to be how I want it to be. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes uh, Uber, some of these, um, what do you call it, gig economy jobs, mm-hmm. uh, for some people, they can get very caught up in the complacency of that. I think it's like a gift and a curse. You know, it can save you, but then you can get comfortable and lazy in that. You oh, know? yeah. And I, absolutely. Like I said, I, I my ultimate goal, I moved out here to get into government, mm-hmm. but you can't be a broke politician. No. So for me, I can't get comfortable until I have a position where I can effectively make change that mm-hmm. I want to do, which is why I came here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no option for me. Okay. Yeah, I like that. We're going to have to be homies, man. And I'll, I'm now a, a coffee drinker. Only this drink, though. That's right. You know what? Can I test this one? Yeah, it sucks because yeah. uh, I don't it's know who this is, but I, I'm going to just test. This is the Take white chocolate. Yeah. I feel like you're, I'm going to be spinning off the walls, but I have to test it. I just want to test. I hope this isn't Katie's. I feel bad. I'm drinking your coffee. Hold on. What flavor is this one? That's our Cafe de Oya. Okay. My favorite one is this one. It's the uh, uh, cacao blanco. Cacao. Cacao blanco. Cacao. I look Puerto Rican. You know what I'm saying? But cacao. Yeah, cacao blanco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, this is my favorite. So if you guys want to check out my favorite, uh, and my favorite too. And your favorite. See, we got, you know, I mean, this one's good. If you're like an avid coffee drinker, you probably love this. But if you're the beginner, this is the one. All right. Thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to come kick it with us. Um, if you guys want to check out more content, check us out at Eating While Broke or wherever you listen to your podcast. Peace out.
For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you've got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.